Hey everyone, welcome back to Minus Cast. This is episode six. I'm with uh, Nathaniel Bandy, uh, D Pad Gamer, Tetrabit Gaming, and myself, Swanky Box. Um, and today we're actually going to be taking a step away from gaming for a little bit and kind of actually talking about before YouTube and after YouTube in terms of, I guess, our career paths and like what we're doing. So um, some of us have thought about this, some of us have not. <laughs> so yep. that's what's going to make Guilty. it kind of. Uh... <laughs> kind of funny i guess um so i guess with that said any of you guys want to talk you know before first any, any takers so how far back before do we want to go that's what <laughs> like i was just going? gonna ask are we doing like after high Age school of three after college i feel like probably like first job would be a good place to start yeah, yeah you, like previous jobs kind of experience yeah yeah we can do previous jobs and we could also do like right before youtube as well like what made you maybe put out those first videos and start doing right. it again we're trying it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if any of you know this, but my first job. Okay. Actually, I want you to guess. What do you think my first job was? I know what it is. So I'm not going to say. Okay. <laughs> I like, think I know you, what it is. You literally have no idea if I didn't tell no? you. No? Okay. No. Okay. But it is what yeah. I think it is. Well, okay, I have so no just idea. take a guess. Any guess. I don't care okay. what it is. D-Pad? You sold hot dogs in Sweden. <laughs> Swanky. <laughs> um, you cut lawns for people. No. I was a bookkeeper. Oh, oh, when I was 17 years old. So okay, that's like, not what I thought it was. Yeah. So what do you think it was? it's, it's really, I shouldn't have even gotten this job because basically I took this super basic accounting class. And when I was in 10th grade, I passed it with like a B. It wasn't even that good a grade. And uh, I signed up for this program for the school where basically they could help you find a job and they somehow helped me find an accounting job. So over the summer, yeah, over the summer for like three months, I was working there, and I had no idea what I was doing. The guy had me working like I was an actual accountant, and I ended up getting fired. So that was my first <laughs> nice. job. What about you Any... guys? Do you have high school jobs? Uh, I did. Um, trying to think if it was – I think it was grade 11, 11th grade. Um, we were going on a band trip. Uh, my parents were like, yeah, if you want to go, you're going to have to pay your own way. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll pick up a job. Uh, so I got a job. It was like a clothing company. I think it's still around. It was called Blue Notes. I'm pretty sure it's a Canadian – clothing company it was kind of it's kind of like that um i guess like pre-teen teen clothing kind of store where they sell like graphic t-shirts that aren't licensed uh, it's just like generic t-shirts okay. and stuff so yeah i was huh. i was there for a couple months it was just like folding folding jeans folding t-shirts so it was kind of kind of boring it was like three hours felt like forever every single time oh man um, but i mean it's good i I, got, I learned the value of a hard-earned dollar yeah and uh it was rough like back then um Minimum, I, it was minimum wage. So I got like eight, eight something an hour. Yeah, it was it was pretty low. It's like eight Canadian free. That's like probably like five, six dollars an hour, American dollars. So it's pretty low. Um, yeah, that's lower than yeah. wage here. Wages, I think, still seven twenty five. I don't think they've raised it nationally. Yeah, yeah. Some, some, state. yeah some states are a, a lot better, but yeah. Right, yeah. Anyone else? Like, I guess so for my my first job was actually uh, in fast food. So, nice. <laughs> um, yeah, good did old you work burgers, at Jack in the Box. So. No, oh, I man. actually did not have Darn Jack it. in the Box for probably a very long time. I don't know if we even we don't even have them in Ohio. So I don't I've, never even, I've never tried it at all. Oh, okay, it's I've not. Really it's not worth it. Pages. It's not. Yeah, it doesn't, like, it doesn't. Look I don't know. Good, the, honestly, their breakfast stuff is pretty good from what I remember. I've only had it like once or twice, but hmm. I had it at VidCon this probably nice. almost the first time this last year. So, okay, <laughs> uh, but it wasn't bad. They have tacos and they have burgers and other stuff, but they do have that Sonic sponsorship for the movie, which is pretty sick. 
Oh, that's right. I've yeah. not heard of that. It was like a meme. It was like a meme last week because like people like obviously Sonic makes more sense to be a sponsor for Sonic, like a Sonic mm -hmm. restaurant. Right, yeah. <laughs> so they're like, yeah. When you think Jack of the Box, what do you think of Sonic? Because <laughs> like, it was like, uh, yeah, the Sonic restaurant. It's like sells chili dogs, has the name Sonic, isn't associated with Sonic the Hedgehog. It's like makes no sense. But yeah, it's pretty good. So yeah, that's I worked funny. at fast and fast food for, geez about five years you know going oh, to wow. college and stuff like yeah. that um I, but it was actually very interesting because like i learned so much through that job because i was you know hardcore introvert growing up so right. like having to deal with people you want to deal with you know you get to talk to every single type of person when you work at a, a place like that the fast food um yeah yeah no i mean like, i worked at papa john's when i was in college so yeah, I did yeah that's what i thought your first job was <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would. That was like my first long-lasting job. That was about oh, okay. two years before I ended up quitting. That was actually, it got to the point where I was doing YouTube and Papa John's and school, and um, eventually YouTube was actually making more than Papa John's was. So I decided to quit mm -hmm. Papa John's. Um, but I was only I was there for like two years still, which felt like a century. You're part of Papa's kingdom, part yes. of the the Papa yes. Mafia. He I came from part within of the, the house. Mafia. Yeah. I feel like you know, pizza places have a, a bit of a different feeling to them than like uh, fast food does, though. Because like, yeah, wrong, what did you do at Papa John's? Was it like order taking? Um, was it like, uh, so like pizza I did assembler? Well, here's I did basically everything. Like technically, my job was delivery driver. But as soon as I got back up. from a delivery, I was making pizzas. I was cutting pizzas. I was doing dishes. I was answering phone calls. I did literally everything while I was there, except like open and close the store. Pizza God. Yep. Pretty much. So, I was like a pizza God. What about you, D-Pad? I've been, I've been nervous to share because my, my history is very short. Um, I've literally only had one job in between schooling and, and this. Um, well, t technically two, but I, uh, th I, the job was no longer available after like three days. So I don't know what happened there. Uh, but so I went to, it's relevant. I went to school for uh, electronics and robotics, but it's technically a, it's a technical arts degree, which makes it way less uh, prestigious, but still it was enough to get me a, uh, like a electronics technician job uh, working on medical equipment. Uh, oh, I nice. want to say what specifically for, you know, cause it's, there's only so many companies out there. Right. Yeah. Uh, depending on the thing, but uh, yeah, I was working on that for like six months, five months after out of uh, community college. And it was like, they, they let me go because I was like a part-timer. And they're like, oh, no, come back. It's cool. So I, I worked again. But it was just the second time around, it was it was a night job. And it was soul draining. Um, so I stopped that and then burnt through all my savings until YouTube worked out. <laughs> and that's that's my entire <laughs> job history, really. Yeah, I was so close to burning through all my savings, too, for YouTube. Like, I yeah. was basically, I was making like $10,000 a year for, I think, two years straight. Which is if you're not in, if you're not past high school, that's not a lot to live off of. It's very very little. Yeah, for so. like like a solid chunk of the first some odd months. This was in 2016 when I was giving YouTube another go. Um, a lot of my money for rent for like some of those months were coming from the Seth Rogen Cantina video I made. That like it got onto the oh, yeah. important videos <laughs> playlist. That was my revenue stream for like a solid chunk of time. Oh my um, god! I didn't know you had a video on the important videos playlist. Mm -hmm. I'm I, I was number wow. twenty three, I think. Uh, That's so cool! I had no yeah. idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Seth Rogen Cantina one. He's like, <laughs> I made that as a dumb like response to a Reddit comment, and it got put on there somehow. 
Last I checked, it's like 10 million, but it, it got That's so my channel cool. got demonetized after a certain point because they just it wasn't bringing anything in anymore. Mm. But oh man, that was that was my golden goose for a time. In terms of jobs before YouTube, that's that's pretty much it. Hmm. The job that Swanky? disappeared was just more electronics. Do you have any other jobs, Swanky? I think yeah. you were like a videographer for a while, weren't you? Yeah, I, I used yeah. to do like animating video for a company. Um, I worked at an ad agency for a little bit. When you were actually t were talking about the um, the medical company, it mm -hmm. reminded me that one time, it was like post-college or whatever, I was doing some kind of talk about you know, what I was doing with my education that I got at college. Um, and there was someone in the audience. And at the time I was working at a company who, you know, they had various clients that came in for this certain type of software, right? I remember I referred, this company's like, hey, the software you're describing would be a perfect solution for what we need. So I ended up referring this guy to this company. Mind you, this is a, a huge company I work for. And I just remember, <laughs> it was like, I guess my first, not really first taste of like corporate greed, but basically uh, how it works is if you refer someone, if that person becomes a customer, then, or that company becomes a customer that you referred, you get like a hundred bucks. Mm. Oh, wow. Okay. So hundred bucks. This was probably like a $400,000 deal. Wow. Per year. So signing this company on, um, it's a, it's retention. So they pay $400,000 mm -hmm. a year to big X corporation. Right. Um, meaning since I did, this is probably back in 2011 or 12. So they probably made a couple of million dollars off this. <laughs> it's just really interesting. Uh, like employee gets a hundred dollars. Yeah. Megacorp <laughs> gets infinite money. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's one of the reasons why I am not in working at in corporate America anymore. I think I've seen, you know, better referral rates for like things like Uber and stuff. Like, oh, yeah. like yeah, seriously. The ratio. Like it's rough. Yeah. Or not even just the ratio, but just the dollar amount. Like I I just you know, whatever app, right? But that's right, that's yeah. rough. It made no sense. Honestly, it made no sense at all. Did did you mm. get the hundred though? You got that? Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, I mean, <laughs> at least you got <laughs> it. it. But it took me like probably like two years at the referral because that's how long the sales cycle was. Wild. Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out why my why my hat is like backwards. Why I'm like mirrored. No, yeah, no, oh. I think mine is the wrong way. Yeah, no, no, yours is the right way. Like I'm no, looking no, at your video. Like, not on my side. You guys, on mine uh, it looks what, wrong. Yeah, I think um what you're seeing yourself is flipped, but for everyone else it's normal. Like, oh, I guess both of your like, guys' hats are this like normal for me. <laughs> okay, as cool. is like Swanky's uh a Smash Ball. Okay, cool. I was like, this isn't this right. So trippy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, trying to think what other, yeah. So I, I've had a bunch of jobs through the years. Um, I've had a bunch of small jobs as well. Yeah. After the clothing company, I worked at a mom and pop video game store. That was fun. Oh, I worked nice. there for like two years. Uh, I think it was like, yeah, the, the later half of grade 11, most of grade 12. It was fun. Like it was like a mom and pop shop. So like a lot of trade-ins and stuff. I got like first dibs on a lot of stuff nice. uh, for pretty sick. cheap. Yeah, it was also rough. Cause, like, I also saw like how much they were underpaying for trade-ins. How much my boss oh, was. I'm yeah. like, that's not right. He'd give like I just remember like he'd give he gave someone like eight bucks for Luigi's Mansion for GameCube, and then turn around and sell it for eighty bucks. I'm like, that's oh, not right. Oh my god, it was so ridiculous. Brutal. It was so brutal. But I guess like yeah, he's just playing on like people's desperation to trade it in or whatever. But I didn't actually, know. It's funny you mentioned that because um, there's this place that I kind of worked for. I'm not gonna say who they are. Uh, just to be respectful, but they did the exact same thing um, where they, they would sell, they would like take things and give 
person almost no money, sell it for outrageous prices. They even sculpted Amiibo, for crying out loud, when that used to be a thing. And yeah. uh, they ended up going out of business because their prices were so crappy and they were way too high. Yeah. And I don't feel bad yeah. about that. So. <laughs> the, yeah. the way you described that mom and pop, I was like, I didn't know GameStop was a mom and pop. <laughs> so I, was, <laughs> I was waiting this entire time to make the, the joke that their last mm -hmm. name was actually just GameStop. Yeah. Unless you miss GameStop. <laughs> Yeah. ruining all the canadian kids streams of yeah yeah no, that's rough um yeah it was a good job though like it was one of those like stories like they had like a, a party room in the back mm. so like every weekend there'd be like a kid's party so like you'd set up it was like this was like back in the day so like modern warfare 2 and 3 were super popular or whatever so like throw them on the xbox all the kids are having a blast in the back playing like local multiplayer that's cool. uh it was really fun yeah um I'm trying to think after that i'm trying to think the order my jobs i worked for nintendo of canada for a bit a lot of people don't know that oh wow uh, i did not know I was that a, either yeah i was a uh, and bit girl i've worked for nintendo the nintendo yes. the nintendo of canada uh, i was only with them for like it was only like a seasonal job so i was only with them for a couple months i was pretty much a rep i asked like the easiest way to explain it um i had an engineering job that's what I studied, and I kind of had a summer job for that through for a couple months. That was like it was like more industrial stuff. So I was working on like pumping systems and railroad stuff. Uh, it was fun. Like it was my first like not video game retail job kind of thing. It was like a more hands on real job. Mm -hmm. uh, it was a lot of good experience. It was kind of like that was kind of what I was planning to do if YouTube didn't work out. I guess we'll get back to that for future plans and stuff. But um, after that, I worked at Best Buy for a while too for two three years i can't remember the exact amount but uh, i just quit not too long ago i guess a year ago um I, I mostly just like i was doing that i was doing that school youtube all at the same time it was kind of getting pretty draining yeah, i pretty much I'm only kidding. stuck around for the discount like the pay was whatever i didn't really care i decided i decided friends there i like the discount which definitely helped with youtube like i was able to buy a lot of stuff for for, for a nice discount but uh mm. it was fun like I, like out of all my retail jobs that one was probably the funnest most fun um, I mean, sure, you still get, like, mediocre customers, but it was kind of fun. Like, none of my, like, upper management was super serious. Like, they didn't care if you sold X amount of TVs or phones or whatever. It was kind of just chill. Hmm. Kind of just hung out every weekend. Yeah, I used to, it's interesting because, like, I thought, you know, before going to YouTube, I actually, you know, had a decent job at, you know, that's a uh, company I was at in terms of right. what I was doing. But, like, it just became so soul-draining. Um, but like yeah. I, I got a lot of do a lot of cool stuff like cool animations and uh, advertisements and stuff and mm. a lot of video things hands on camera um, you know putting together productions and stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. Now it's just funny because like I, I go from crazy set production to now just one room, <laughs> yeah. run one room filming on your bed in your apartment or something like that's, you know, that's how it was. And like, it's just interesting how you don't need all that stuff to make an impact. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Which is just, it's just kind of crazy being completely on that side of the spectrum, super high end production stuff to now. I still consider the stuff I do, you know, pretty good production. It's just, it's very interesting that like it's so much simpler in terms of right. not having to go out and orchestrate all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I had a, a camera operator job for like one semester when I went to college. So I got some experience with like um with like professional video stuff, but beyond that, like I've mostly just like worked in my room and that's it. So like now I have an office. So like where I live it's like 
I mean, if you've seen my videos, you've, you've seen my whole place. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I have, like, two bedroom, two bathroom. It used to be just one bedroom. That was it. My bed was in the room and my computer. I did everything in that one tiny room. And that's how it is for, you know, a lot of us. Just mm -hmm. one room. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, I moved my bed into the living room just so I have space good. for the office. Good. <laughs> yeah. Very good. That's, yeah. actually, that's a pro tip for anyone that's trying to get into YouTube. Do not sleep where you work. It's very, very what? unhealthy. I feel like that applies to literally anything. Well, yeah, yes. That's just true. don't yeah, sleep where you work because it's anything. so yeah. rough. Um, right. Like, I remember. Mind, like, doesn't get get doesn't turn off when you're trying to go to sleep all you think about is work yeah. and that's it yeah don't don't sleep in the mcdonald's uh rest in the in the back room yes don't do that working at McDonald's. <laughs> don't, don't sleep back there <laughs> i can't recommend I can, that I can, like i said never have slept at a fast food establishment even while working <laughs> yeah i guess don't sleep in a fast food uh, establishment <laughs> in general I probably not the best idea what well, you're saying you haven't done it yet one time this <laughs> dude true. i forgot what his name was but um he was like he was uh he was in a relationship with one of the managers, so she would let him sleep on the pizza bags, like take naps while he was working for like an hour. <laughs> he only did it a couple times, but like I walked into work one day, he's just taking a nap on all the pizza delivery bags. I'm like, okay, guess I can't use those ones. Yeah. This is funny. Jeez. What if it was what if it was actually just Papa John's? Like Papa John. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you are the papa and that is the benefit the you get papa i don't think that oh, was man. papa he was like this really big muscular dude papa's mm -hmm. not quite that so, size he's getting there he's getting there a couple yeah, more pizzas right. and he'll get there that's right yep. another 47 a month he'll get there <laughs> yeah no oh, on the on the bed thing i was just gonna say um it i i've like actually for years i've, I've had it where it's like my uh computer was like right next to the bed so like it always like shared like because my room isn't even that big even as an office it's still cramped um and uh i i think i've i like there have been days where like because the bathroom is like right outside i've gone less than like 30 feet maximum like in the entire day and that is awful now i have to go like slightly farther because my bed's out there that's good um but yeah, yeah. i try to go outside like once a day because if i don't go outside because usually I'll do like a like a forty five hour minute hour walk or something. If I don't do that, I'm just gonna be inside most of the time. So mm -hmm. right. I always yeah. try to get you know a little bit of fresh air. How about now that we've talked pre YouTube? What about post? Has anyone given any <laughs> thoughts in terms of like you know say X amount of views in the future? You upload your last video and you're like, okay, I think I'm done. And that could be a very very long time from now. Um, yep. I just it's interesting. I think we're in a time period where. I'm seeing a lot of creators that I grew up watching transition mm -hmm. and kind of fading off. I mean, you guys remember like Ray William Johnson? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Equals three. I mean, he just evaporated, right? And now he he occasionally throws like documentaries up on uh, Facebook. Um, but like, I feel like we're going to see more and more of that. Like a lot of people, I mean, Jolty Frank going to, you know, is it Joji? Yeah. Yeah. Doing that. Now that's his, his thing. Um I mean you could even kind of say it not quite with H three H three productions, but like yeah, still they went from making podcast, the videos. But, right. Yeah. But the podcast is like no not what they were doing before. And like I feel like they probably won't ever go back to doing what they were doing before. Um so it's kind mm -hmm. of like in a way transitioning where you like they had a launching point on YouTube and the transitioning to something else. Yeah. Um 
I, so it's interesting. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I, I get what you're saying. It's, I, I'm going to make a comparison, but I know you guys aren't super keen in, but like, uh, like, for example, League of Legends, uh, with their esports, I think is a huge, like, or a really good, uh, comparison. Cause like, it's not like there's been League of Legends players since the 1940s, right? Like the game came out some odd years ago, um, 10 years, I think. So you've seen pro players like rise and retire. Some come up and, like, in a certain position. Like, so like for YouTube, it's like they're making a certain type of content and they start, they swap it up to be a streamer or a different position in the team, or some even retire to be coaches or um, uh, management. Some own teams now, and then some just straight up leave. And I feel like that's a lot of what we'll see is not just people leaving, but yeah, the evolution into, I think you should, I would actually say they've mostly changed. Like they try to do their videos, but the, the, the podcast is their thing now. Um, right. Yeah. And not that it's a bad thing, but it's definitely just like things change. Like sometimes it's more, you know, uh, uh, workable in terms of like a revenue stream or creatively, you just want to do something different. Um, hmm. yeah, I think as you also, you grow older too, your, your needs change. Um, yeah, right. Seeing yeah. a lot of, you know, Many years ago, I, I used to obviously, you know, one of my inspirations starting out, there's Markiplier, there's a guy named Devin Supertramp, and then there was Matt Pat from Game Ferris. Um, I can honestly say I stopped watching, you know, Game Theory probably a year and a half ago or I so. I stopped watching them like two years ago. Yeah, yeah it's like, I mean, it's just to me, it's like, a, and you know, whatever they're doing is fine. Um, and it's no, not bad. It's just it hasn't changed. It hasn't evolved at all. Well, I, I, think, I think for me, it's like more so it. the games. You know, right now it's like FNAF and it's like uh, Minecraft, right? Um, yeah. But like even then, you can kind of see how, in terms of maybe the their craft hasn't changed, but their lives have changed because their parents now and like it's like kind of a different. It's a different thing. And then like, I also see like Markiplier. Like I like a Markiplier and like. I remember watching his stuff. You know, I watched him when he was relatively small, and then he yeah. blew up. Um, I remember. Good. Sorry, I just I was gonna say I remember cause I was I think I subbed him when he was like nine hundred thousand because I I remember like he'd have like a milestone video like at one million and then one yeah. point like you kept having milestone videos like yeah when he was like right when he was blowing up at that time. Yeah, like I think two thousand and thirteen. Yeah, when he hit six hundred thousand, it was like game over. He just. Yeah. And, you know, I think Finance Face had a lot to do with that. Oh but, yeah. Um, well, well, at that point, but he had already gotten to that that mark. But like, even seeing what he's doing now, it's like he you know throws the, the gaming videos up here and there. But like, have you guys watched the second channel, Unas Anas? No, no I I just oh, heard gosh. of that because like please, a random clip got on Reddit. Please watch it. It is so funny. But like, I don't think the channel is even monetized. Correct me if I'm wrong. But like, they're just uploading this stuff because fun. But mm -hmm. just, this kind of transition I'm seeing amongst other creators and like even. I don't know. Like even occasionally there'll be people, you know, a pop up on Twitter that YouTube's like, oh, a YouTuber will be like, okay, hey, you know, I had my run, I'm done. And mm -hmm. then I might not even know them, but I find that so interesting. Like they had the beginning and then they had their end. And like, what's next? Yeah, I've seen, I, I, I tend to tune into a lot of those videos because they do get recommended, even though it's like, oh, this Lego YouTuber? Oh, I'll watch that. Just like, just a random, like, whatever random, like, topic, right? um like them either changing up i remember or i thought it was really interesting because it was the channel um oh god now i'm blanking channel awesome no no uh -huh. um he, guy he's... Does minecraft no go, you know what i, I want to find his name because i don't want to no i remember sorry 
uh, RT game. Uh, you guys heard oh, of him? I've heard of that guy. I've yeah, never yeah. watched his videos though. So, so his videos, um, he was doing TF2 for a long time. And he said in a video, which was, he did like a two-parter. He's like, hey, I'm just not feeling it. I, I don't hate the game, but you know, I want to do something different. And he started uh, streaming a lot more eventually. And like, basically what he did is uh, starting to do these sort of variety games. And his channel blew up. It was at like 30, 40K, something in the, in, like in the tens or less than a hundred thousand, I think. But at this point he has over a million subscribers. And this was just within the last two years or a year and a half or something like that. And it's like that, weird because I saw him exactly just like after his change. Mm. And so, yeah, like sometimes like people or, or certain creators or, or I guess even companies will just like completely change things up. Um, and I think it's really interesting to see. Um, it's not always right. successful, but for those that it is, it's especially interesting, I think. Yeah. And it's so I guess with that in mind, right, because that's still transitioning, I guess, a bit into the entertainment space as well. I guess for yourself, like you're, you stopped doing YouTube and you guys, and mm -hmm. I can even speak to this too. Like maybe later down the line, you know, you got everything you wanted out of YouTube um, and it was great and you had, you had fun. But uh, at some point, you know, people, regardless of what their career is, they typically have some sort of career change. I mean, well, some mm -hmm. people do anyways, like yeah. maybe they get they they get, you know, bored with what they're doing. Um, I think we're kind of blessed in the, the way that, you know, the content that we make, we do have a lot of creative freedom in terms of what we do make. Yeah. Um, but like, I also wonder sometimes like, huh, what if I wasn't, you know, tied to social media and, and you know, had something that's based on numbers and all these things. And like, you know, for myself, I guess I'll start. Um, you know, I've always thought like, you know, when I was much older, I probably would be writing books and like, and, and stuff like that. Um, something where it's like, I can still put my creative energy into something. Um, but it's not so much tied to, I have to have a video out this week, or I have to have this this week. Um, something a lot more free form where I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to take a month off, go somewhere, you know, try to start writing a book. Um, that's something I've been thinking about. It's still a ways off and I, I still do right now, but I'm thinking like, very far down the line, like what is that future going to be like? Will it be off YouTube? Um, mm -hmm. It's always interesting to me. Yeah, um, yeah. I personally, I um think if if I mean, there's a lot of stuff I could do that would be very different, but still on YouTube. If it wasn't connected to social media at all, I think I'd well, I'd probably want to go back to school to get a bachelor's, which would require me to like retake a lot of classes because I don't think the credits I have are necessarily applicable, but um, it'd be, it'd be cool to uh, get into like robotics uh, more as a career. Cause I've, I've always thought robotics is really, really cool. Um, just in general, I don't know if I would enjoy it as a career, but like, you know, seeing, for example, like all the Boston dynamic stuff is just like, Oh my God, it's so it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what, at whatever point I stop YouTube, maybe it'll be at that point where like, Oh, Oh, I want to be a uh, sentient AI developer or like, you know, have, have like Android developers. Like that'll just be a thing you can do. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Because that's the other thing, like, you know, as as time goes on, like more and more uh, jobs will change and open up because uh, like automation is a big thing these days that wasn't uh, like 10 years ago. Also makes me wonder, like, you know, you talked about earlier transitioning to like live streaming and stuff like that. Mm hmm. 
I could see myself like doing like a Netflix show or like some other kind of like not so much like creator curated content, but more mm-hmm. so like I guess higher production stuff where like working with a team of people to create something kind of cool, but like it would be like an actual series on a TV show. I'm sorry, on like Netflix or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that would be kind of cool too. And like even out of my, even out of the sphere of gaming, because like a lot of us, we operate on gaming, but we have, I imagine, like you said, you're interested in robotics, D-pad. Um, a lot of us have these passions outside of that, outside of gaming that we could also do, you know, technically career paths in as well. What, what about, about you, Tetra and uh, Nathan? It's kind of weird because like, so I went to school to um shoot films basically and now i'm kind of doing that already so i don't Mm -hmm. think i'm ever going to leave this industry uh but i i've always like i feel like when i reach 30 i'm going to hit a point where i'm gonna be like okay do i really want to keep doing gaming stuff Uh, because i am 26 now i think in like three to four years um i'm gonna be ready to have like a big change so i feel like the next thing i would do is um either start doing like music because uh, i do like playing drums i want to actually learn more instruments so i think it'd be really cool to go down that path um so i'd probably do that i would definitely like to make actual movies you know with like a, a team of people professionally i think that'll be great um mm-hmm. but like i want to first try to do that on my own that's kind of like what i'm going for now like i have um some big projects in the works <coughs> where it's going to be much higher production so I'll right. see if I kind of like doing that because I don't know yet, but I guess that's like the next things. I think that's what I would probably do after YouTube. I'd like to get it back into speedrunning, actually. I really liked speedrunning uh, Mario 64 when I did that four or five years ago. So mm-hmm. I would love to like actually take that seriously for a couple of years and just see how good I can get at a couple of games that I really like. But it's beyond that, uh, I have oh, no idea. God, sorry. I was just going to say beyond that, I don't really know what I would want to do because like I'm already in a really... Like I'm, I'm basically doing what I wanted to do. So, right. <laughs> and I think it's the hard part is like, I, I wouldn't change anything right now. I feel like yeah. it's like, I get to do something I absolutely love. And that's, I'm very fortunate to be able to do that. It's interesting. You said that about like, you said drums and stuff like that. Um, I think I just saw, um, I don't know if you guys watch alpha red at all. I don't really watch a lot of the content, but I, I follow him on Twitter. Yeah. It seems like- he said he's yeah, pursuing music too, which I think, like yeah. he's in a position where that totally makes sense for him to do other things because his channel is giant and his viewership is super consistent and it's yep. very, very good viewership. So I think it's good for him that he's branching out and doing other things. So, mm-hmm. I mean, kind of like a lot of them because he, I, I would consider him like a mega giant channel. He has like almost 2 million subscribers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of for like a Nintendo channels, channel. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. Besides yeah. him and SMG, there's like him, SMG four, super Mario Logan, they're like the only super giant Nintendo channels that I can think of. I guess like uh, Austin John Plays. I think anything over a million is well, yeah. like a big Nintendo YouTuber. Yeah, I would consider yeah. anything over like, a million is giant. but Yeah, I mean, there's kind of like a glass ceiling we kind of have. Uh, it comes to like probably around where you are, Nathan. Like, I guess up to like 70 or 750,000. It's tough to break that for a Nintendo channel, I feel like. Most most yeah, of them kind of hover around that niche. point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess right now my goal is um, a million subscribers. Uh, but after that, I don't even know what I'm going to do because, like, I'm not going to have a subscriber goal anymore. Yeah. Um, so it's probably just going to be just trying to, like, 
pursue things but still tie them with gaming and then yeah. like slowly fade out into things beyond gaming so i think that's actually it's kind of like what smg4 is doing because they have meta runner and mm-hmm. uh, i'm not gonna say like they have more projects in the works that isn't smg4 yeah. that's all i'll say but they are branching out to do more things beyond just gaming so i think it would be kind of cool to do you know something along the lines of that what about gotcha. you tetra <laughs> Uh, I guess hot take from everyone hot else so far. I probably I probably go to like a regular job. I probably mm. switch back to nine to five. Um, I still probably do like hobby stuff on the side. Like I I do enjoy playing music and stuff. So I probably pers- keep pursuing that. I don't know if I'd like try to do it for. It's tough to be a musician to do that for a living. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of friends that are musicians. And they they can do it, but it's just it's tough. It's tough to get into that industry. And most of the time, if you are in that industry. You'll be you'll be playing stuff you don't necessarily want to. You'll just be playing stuff because it pays the bills, kind of thing. Um, so I probably keep cool that as a hobby. Is, the thing is, you no, can go ahead. turn that hobby into a career because you already have an audience right now. Yeah, that's that's the really good thing. Because I guess like the like being a YouTuber, the lines are getting kind of blurred. As long as you have a following, you can. As long as you have like an exit path, you can you can make it work. Like you can transition mm-hmm. to some things. You'll still get a chunk of your following kind of following you wherever you go regardless if it if it is video games or whatnot right um yeah. but like i guess i'd try that but i, I guess I'd, i would go to a a real a regular job um just to have that as a steady source of income just so i'm not like trying radical things and in case it doesn't work out uh i don't have money to pay the mortgage and stuff but uh yeah i mean i have my degree i'll probably try to get something in in my field i mean i guess the, like the longer i don't get a job in that field the harder it's going to be i guess to apply in those jobs like let's say in five years um because what am i going to put on my resume like youtuber it's like that doesn't really apply to most of these other jobs so uh, like, well, you just do youtube for the rest of your life Twitch. <laughs> yeah there you go yeah i, I guess like that, being a youtuber you do get a... i don't like it'd be super cool if i can save up enough so i don't have to have a real job like ever i don't know if it'll happen yeah but... if you can no, live off on. dividends if you can live on like yeah. just live Dude, off stocks and hold on, hold on wait wait, wait hold on let's <laughs> YouTube is a real job. We cannot. <laughs> well, yes. That's, 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 why, that's why I say quotations. Like for the, the boomer, for the boomers in the back. Well, <laughs> I, we say that because the income is super inconsistent. So, yeah. like, there is no like guarantee how much you're going to make every month. You have no idea. Yeah. But if you're yeah. smart and you invest your extra money, then you're going to be fine. Once once you yeah. you know start to get more established. Yeah, and I guess when I say when I say like a regular job, I mean like a steady, like you have a salary and like you're guaranteed X amount of dollars every month or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was what was I gonna say? See, like on my end, I don't think I could ever go back to that because that's that's why I came from. It's tough. Like we're spoiled. <laughs> There's no going yeah. about. Like it's, it's, See, I'd say like, we're kind of spoiled. I don't know. I feel like Tetra. If you did that, you would work at wherever it is a more normal job for like six months. You'd be like, wow, this sucks. I have to get up early again. I have to do yeah. things I don't want to do, and I uh, don't have time off whenever I want it. Yeah, like that's that's what like, I mean. Like we're... we have very, very great luxuries. That I think all of us forget about. Oh, yeah. totally. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I was go gonna ahead. say. Um, I was thinking about it because, like, Bandy, you're saying how you you're basically doing what you went to school for, and I was like, yeah. man, I wish I was using my degree. But technically, you know, a lot of what I learned in my classes was like with like electronics troubleshooting. I'm like, oh, that's that's side tangent to like glitches and stuff like technically yeah, kind of uh, like that, that that sort of troubleshooting like uh concepts have actually come up a lot when i'm like trying to or sort of try to recreate get footage of glitches because it's like 
there's cer- a certain level of like um, troubleshooting you got to do when stuff's not working out. Um, right. But yeah, I, I I've never done like too much programming, but like I don't know. I wish I could say, oh, dude, I'm going to become a game developer, but I don't think it's going to happen. That would be I really think being cool. Actually, I think it's tough to be a game dev though. Like people, oh yeah, yeah, really want to do it, but I think it's there's a lot to it to being a game dev, well, especially being an indie game is, dev. Uh, friend of mine is an indie game dev, and um, it took him what I think two years to release one game, two yeah. years to release one, and it's like a, it's a really small game. He's just like because when you're an indie game dev, you have to have other jobs on the side. So he's working mm-hmm. technically two other jobs, and he's trying to build this game out, and he only just released it on Steam recently. So yeah, it's definitely it's very, very, very difficult. I've been we've been doing the game for probably a year and a half, two years. And like, it's probably the hardest part of my week is wow, because switching gears, I go from, you know, YouTube land to unity land. And it's like, OK, well, hold on that, you know, that, that character's animation isn't playing correctly. Hey, do we have, you know, these um, assets to plug into the game? Hey, we're having some glitches over here. Like it's a lot of because mine's I guess a big part of it is also management too having to manage a team of people which is a very very interesting experience. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually very difficult, um, especially if you aren't a hundred percent in it because I'm split between the two worlds YouTube and then the game dev stuff, and it's <laughs> uh, it makes me realize um, it's okay it's okay but it makes me realize how much hell. Um, Luke and Kevin must have gone through for Meta Runner. Oh yeah, I can't even imagine. Yeah, <laughs> because their team is about you know two or three times two or three times the size of you know the one I'm working with. So, I think they had yeah. four or five people animating for Meta Runner. Mm-hmm. So they have like a team that. of like I think like ten, twelve people. Yeah, it's wild. Oh okay, I didn't realize they grew more than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they have sound nice. people. They have editors. They have you know, the 3D modelers and animators, you probably right. have a, a, the actual wow. set designers who make the uh, the 3D environments. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to get them on the podcast because I want to hear more about this. <laughs> we're going to bug them, yeah. guys, to get on this mm-hmm. cast. They're just, they're very, very busy, so it's hard for them to find time to do stuff like this. It's also like they would have time too, but they are, the time difference is so great. They're like in the oh, future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Like they're 20 hours in the future. Yeah, so the time trying to match up good times is very very difficult i remember what i was going to say i was going to say two things uh mm-hmm. one thing i was going to say like we were talking about game devs i think like developing and and uh releasing the games like half the battle because after that you have to compete with like 20 other twenty thousand other game dev studios that are trying to get their their game recognized too right mm-hmm. so like just getting your game out there it's like i i guess it's the same if not harder as like breaking out on youtube yep. in, in yeah. like the game game developer sphere like there's so much competition and saturation, you gotta kinda like make your game stand out or catch a lucky break. Yeah. Um, also, I was gonna say these days with with game devs, it's like there's no more make a game, it's out there and you're done. Like it's not like they're still uh, patching Ocarina of Time, but like things like Terraria, like there it's coming mm-hmm. to an end. Like Factorio is a, a game I love. Like uh Stardew Valley, like a lot of these games, like they, they get out there and just like they get added to it and like they they get polished and some of them they do almost as a service, so it's like the right. idea is they don't want it to ever end. But like, I wonder how many of these devs they put something out and the fans latch on. And they're like, ah, crap, got to keep going with it. So that yeah. that is its own challenge. Um, and yeah, that's yeah. a worry too. It's like, I mean, say I put this game out, right? 
and then say it, it does very well. I'm like, oh shoot. <laughs> Yeah. Where's the sequel? Make the yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then, like, do I want to do a sequel? Like, it's yeah. just, it's, 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 that's another thing, too, because then I'm like, I don't want to, I don't know what I would even do then. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of when I, when, and you're absolutely right, Tetra, when we were talking about the, um, about the, the work that goes into it. When mm-hmm. I was doing the book and I released, you know, my book, it was, you know, the book felt like a monumental thing to release, right? But, Honestly, all the work starts once you're done with the thing that you're making. Yeah. And that's where it's just like, good yeah, if no one's buying it, it's worthless, right? So you got to like, well, I mean, it depends. I mean, well, like, yeah. So I mean, I don't mean worthless because it is a lot of experience. You do learn a lot writing the book. Like, it is, it is like, I guess, a legacy of yourself. Like, even if it's still there, right? Yeah. Um, so, like, even if like the game thing, like, if, if the game thing doesn't do super, super crazy well, yeah. Um, I'm not making the game. Yeah, the game thing for me isn't like a money thing. It's just like I want to make right. a game. Mm-hmm. And it's like yeah. if it does okay or it does below average, it's okay. Because like I still be able to I feel like it's still kind of a cool thing to have out there. And then I can be like, I'm an author. I'm a game dev. I'm a YouTuber. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a keynote speaker. I'm this and that and this and that. Like I'll hand some a business card and it'll be like one of those boards <laughs> like oh. Hell yeah. <laughs> I can do one of everything. I have a business scroll. <laughs> yeah, you just, it's just a scroll. It's like unravel it. Just like, it's an origami. All these bullet points. Yeah, origami. <laughs> but yeah, on that note, the other thing I was going to mention is like, um, you're listing all these things as a author, keynote speaker, all that stuff. But I was, I was just going to say, even as a YouTuber, you do, if you, if you do everything as a one man show, or even if you, I guess, hire people, there are a mm-hmm. lot of experiences you get with that too. Like you're, you become a script writer, you become a, like set designer, you become a videographer, you become a video editor, you learn how to manage, like if you do hire help, you you become, you get managing experience, stuff like that is like, I, I again, like I'm just saying if I did apply for another job down the road, that is kind of stuff that does apply to, I guess, right. a bigger, more, more things than just YouTube. Like you learn a lot of skills that are applicable to other uh, jobs, I guess the best way to put it. Yeah. So I guess my next, my, the final question, given that we have a very little time left, if your exit strategy or say, you know, you came to a point in your career, but then you were offered a job, a good job at YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, or one of these other platforms that you've become accustomed to, Mm -hmm. would you consider taking that job or would you say no? What would the job be? Well, I mean, just think of anything. Community manager or something. I yeah, would like probably, think of... I would work for YouTube. I think that would be kind of fun. Yeah. Um, just to kind of, because like, I don't, that plat, I mean, YouTube's not going to die anytime soon. It's right. owned by Google. It's, it's like, I guess, I mean, any of those platforms that you said, I think they're all very, very stable to work at. So I would probably mm-hmm. work at one of them. Yeah. Um, eventually, not anytime soon. It would be a long time from now, but yeah. Yeah. I I would say a future me might me the current me currently would say never because any sort of position like that you're naturally going to end up having to uh put away your like all your freedoms that you have now. Now that right, sounds like yeah. you're going into prison. Uh... But like the idea of like it's it's like um the opposite like everyone that left BuzzFeed like not not just that they got to make that I love BuzzFeed video which kickstarts their career but uh it's like when they leave BuzzFeed they became independent creators. And I feel like it's sort of the opposite where you'd you no longer be an independent creator. You now be part of this bigger thing. 
which right. could mean more money, more uh, you know opportunities to do a lot of cool stuff. But you're still sort of having to give up something there. But I, like right. in in ten years, maybe I'll be super down for that. Like, well, I um, think it's the one thing I guess I'm the opposite is is the people who worked at BuzzFeed may have not had an online presence before BuzzFeed, right? Yeah. BuzzFeed mm. then gave him the online presence, right? The thing about being, I don't want to say poached, but like if, if you were offered a job from one of these companies, they're offering you that job because they know you're good at what you do. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a different situation because you probably wouldn't be going in at an entry-level position. You'd be going up higher up on the ladder. I think of like... um Sure. Um, Ryan, Fwiz, is it F-W-I-Z? I don't know yeah. how it's pronounced. Yeah. Was a Call of Duty streamer, YouTuber, now runs, you know, one of the people All of YouTube the gaming. head of YouTube yeah. gaming. One, yeah. So, hmm. like, something like that, and he's he's from Ohio. Um, it's like something like that is an interesting thing where I think he had the opposite, where in his position, yes, it is stressful, right? But he has also a dedicated team that helps him do these things. But he's probably on a schedule, like you guys were saying, like maybe puts in 50 hours a week, 45 mm-hmm. hours a week. Um, but when he leaves his job, after the workday is done, he is off, you know, he's not probably thinking about it, or hopefully he's not. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Thinking with YouTube is, it's very hard to shut off what we do. Yeah. Granted, I still absolutely love what we do, but I think that's the one difference you have with yeah. that nine to five type job is like, when it's the weekend, you're off the clock. You're not yeah, even thinking right. about work stuff about or, or after you know work hours, like. Uh, but then you do have to get up early. You have to either drive to the office yep. or if you have a remote position. Like there's, you know, pluses. There's and pros and cons. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I identify that with a lot because, like, I don't know, like working as a YouTuber. Like my boss is always talking about the work, and I'm also him. So it's like. No. Yeah, it, it's it's like it's both being the guy who is like getting the call on the weekend, like, oh, dude, I don't want to go into work, and you are that guy, and like that's like constantly happening. I I just this last week, and I was like, I should, I should have this day off, and I, I just couldn't, <laughs> I just couldn't like relax. Like, I did yeah. play Minecraft for like six hours, but that didn't feel that great. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's it's kind of funny we're talking about this because uh, I took my first like long vacation uh it was like two weeks off um Mm -hmm. from december to to january of this year and uh it took like a full week before i finally turned myself off and then when i did i came back i'm like wow i feel really guilty i even after taking so much time off i still felt guilty for taking time off yeah yeah i think like i think streamers have it the worst for this for like taking time off I saw someone posted like a couple days ago, like the taking like a week off, like you'll lose like half of your subs on on Twitch or whatever. Right. Or I I just hear like streamers talk about that all the time. Like every day you don't stream, a you don't make any money at all. It's not like YouTube where you like your videos still kind of generate some back background uh, revenue for you. But yeah, if you don't stream, no income at all. You'll lose subs because they either forget sub or they just move on to another stream or whatever. Uh, so that, that world's kind of tough in its own in its own way as well. Yeah, um, it'd be super. It. You have to like stream every day. Like, you, you can't take as many days off, kind of thing. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the one of the benefits of you know you guys stream occasionally. Um, yeah. yeah I'll eventually stream whatever. occasionally, but um, in the future I will. But like I think, uh, the, is with us we do have the potential hypothetically to 
bash produce all our work the, mm -hmm. to then take time off. So like when I yeah. put out the two channels this year, uh, January 18th, um, everything done for everything for the month of January was done before January started. So like I had the three uploads on horoscope, three uploads on the Spanish channel. I had my announcement video plus the two next next two uploads on swanky box and then i had the whole month already planned out or scheduled out for swanky zone so like that month was awesome because like i when people were at magfest i was actually in, in florida just <laughs> you know bumming around having you know having a good time relaxing not thinking about work mm -hmm. um, so that's yeah, one I of the benefits to it. instead of getting sick for two weeks <laughs> yeah i do not yeah. i've gotten the magfest plague twice already so i'm uh if I go again, I'm absolutely wearing a face mask. I'm straight up just going to wear it. I don't care if people think it looks weird. I'm wearing it. I'm tired of getting sick to every con I go to. Coronavirus. We'll talk about coronavirus right. next next, oh, next podcast. What it's like to have coronavirus because we're going to Boston. <laughs> well, I'll be like in the hospital. Like... Oh, yeah, exactly. God. That's... Oh, dude. And with that... <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in to this um episode six of minus cast and then we will see you all very very soon in the next with episode one. seven may not be on coronavirus may be on coronavirus. <laughs> Probably if we die from it or get sick we'll <laughs> yeah. see yeah uh i wonder if k's will make a coronavirus <laughs> coronavirus 64 <laughs> how would you even oh, God. imagine how would you do that maybe you play uh, as mario and the goal is to get bowser sick and kill him from the virus you just your health just slowly degrades. Oh you're, yeah, like you're, you're constantly in hazy maze fog. My <laughs> yeah. might jump to Super Mario Sunshine and you're shooting Corona, which isn't at all coronavirus, but like that's the sequel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Coronavirus two Sunshine. <laughs> Anyways, thanks so much for watching, everyone. Uh, we'll see you all next time. See you guys. See you in a bit. In a bit. Nice hat, by the way. In a bit. Oh, I don't have an invisible hat. <laughs>